1: Two pros at a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up on this Tuesday edition, it is the beginning of the Hindsight Bowl. That's right. Right after the Super Bowl, it's the Hindsight Bowl. We'll explain why that is. We're also going to have a conversation about the numbers that are out in Las Vegas. So there's good news for the network, but bad news for the sports books. We'll break all that down for you. Plus, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes' Chase at history and it starts next year with a possible three-peat we're also going to talk about a return to dallas for mike zimmer and company chip kelly departing ucla deshaun foster is in what does that look like for the bruins and for the ohio state buckeyes and we're going to have more conversation about time in the world of football they say time is a flat circle not for one former player we'll get into that for you that's yours coming up next here two pros and a cup of joe on a tuesday fox Sports Radio. And away we go. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You know you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We will be taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do so live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tire rack.com the way tire buying should be hey, hey
2: frat boy let's do some radio oh
1: okay <laughs> damn yeah coming in hot hey that
3: was kind of funny i mean it was an inside joke you know i, I think it was an inside uh, joke what do you mean you didn't you didn't catch that i'll tell y'all on break oh okay i'll tell y'all about text message All right.
1: That'll work. All right. right. Um, You guys ready for a. uh, Nope. No, no. This is important because Sunday we had the Super Bowl. You know what we've got now? We've got the Hindsight Bowl. It is the Hindsight Bowl. We should have done something different in the Super Bowl game. This is the biggest game of the year for people that cover the NFL. It is the Hindsight Bowl. And taking center stage is should the 49ers have elected to kick in overtime and not receive the ball first because, man, oh, man, we got people that are regretting the decision for Kyle Shanahan even though they're not Kyle Shanahan. Who you guys got in the hindsight bowl?
0: Can, can I ask this question? Like, like, why do we feel like that would have ultimately changed the outcome of the game? Is it purely the speculation that if you know what the other team does, then you have a better opportunity because you have four downs? to one-up them? Basically. Is, is that basically what the thought is? That would be my
1: guess. Hmm.
0: I, I think the interesting thing about it is, and, and I guess maybe it comes from Patrick Mahomes who said, hey, if the, uh, if the Niners would have scored a TD on their opening drive, we would have went for two. So if they would have scored a TD to match it, they would have gone for two to end it,
1: which would have been
3: awesome. By the
1: way,
0: it would have been, but it also would have been kind of be like, okay, it's kind of interesting.
3: It's no different than if we would sit here and be questioning uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, electing to to you know take the ball. Like well, if, that's, they that, that, if they that's don't, if they don't get the conversations about right, yeah. if they don't get that two point conversion, you say why'd you go for two? Exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's always like, like, a question.
0: Here is what I can't stand about everything that with this conversation is. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, hmm. but that's not how decisions are made. Not for everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not. But in most cases, like people look back and they're like, "No, yeah, this is what they should have done." It's like well, it's easy to say that now because it didn't work out. Like I, I've always said this. Like that's what's called resulting. When you look at the outcome of something, and you're allowing that to factor into, you know, your your decision on why you did it or did not do something it's called resulting that that's not how you make decisions like do we think kyle shanahan when when over the overtime scenario came up he obviously was fully aware i could care less if eric armstead or kyle's use check didn't know what the overtime rules were i could care less Like, it doesn't matter. Does that change how they're going to execute a play? (laughs) Does it change Kyle Juszczyk trying to score a touchdown or Eric Armstead trying to stop a touchdown? No. That doesn't matter that, that those two did or did not know what they were doing in overtime, okay? It's only about the execution of the plays that they're asked to run. And the analytics department in San Francisco is probably second to none, not only across football, but all of football. Like the soccer team they own, The NFL franchise, obviously, they have. That's some of the smartest front office folks you will find. So I am sure their analytics department and their rationale for what they did and why they did it is much stronger than most in the NFL. And so if you think that Kyle Shanahan went into that drive thinking, oh, um, we're not expecting to score, so we're a little bit concerned about the downside risk of us taking the ball and only getting a field goal. He was fully expecting them to go down and score, and then probably Kansas City to match. So they had the, the football third, which gave them an opportunity for sudden death to go kick a field goal. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes' comment saying in overtime that the Chiefs would have gone for two if the Niners had scored a TD, that's assuming that they get the ball, drive down, score a TD, is because he knows that there was a chance that if the 49ers got the ball third, they probably would have run down to win the game with a field goal or a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it only kind of proves that point of, yeah, there's value in obviously, you know, having the ball first to go score to then dictate what's going to happen with Kansas City that have the ball again for a third time in sudden death. The fact that people are making such a big deal about this, I'm like, it's not like we've seen this a ton for starters but two if it had worked out no one would be
3: questioning them taking the ball first you know what down did they score on uh Kansas City what down was that
1: the final play i think yeah what what down was that it was early early on in the downs i think was it a first uh, down
3: i thought it might be second or third actually i thought it was third down i thought it yeah. was third down but uh, third. my my whole thing is they put points on the board they got three points yeah like and if they hadn't gotten gotten any points, then it's like, oh, like eh, maybe you should have played defense. But the strategy, in my opinion, it, it didn't it didn't falter until they got on defense. I mean, the, the bottom line is is that they had to drive the entire length of the field. It was a first and goal. It was. Yeah. They yeah they got a first down. Yeah, it was on first. Side. Yeah. Okay. Well. So it was no kickoff to Kansas City. They just get the ball first and goal, or was there a kickoff? Right, they had to drive what? the field. Yeah, and in, in the overtime field. they had to drive yeah. the field. Yeah, they, that, it, was, it was it was a touchback. They had to drive from the twenty-five all the way. That's down. that's my point. That, that the point is is that it was a defensive struggle, and San Francisco's defense was holding up all game except for the, the, the final quarter. And so, if, if you are saying okay. We had one one or two, you know, questionable defensive sets. But I believe in our defense, just like I believe in my offense. You put points on the board. They were going to have to drive the the, the length of the field. Now, everybody's going to say, oh, but well, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Your defense was playing pretty well. So if you're trusting your defense at, at the least, you're like, "They're all all right, they might get three two. We got three points, play defense. They might not get three at all. I mean, they might not even make it far enough to have to, you know, where they're able to get three points. So, I mean, I still think there's the element that people have to take into consideration that, you know, they do have to play football. <laughs> there, there are plays that have to take place, you know. So, so for, for them to be able to drive, drive it all the way down the field, put themselves in position to get that touchdown, I mean, that's football, you can't you can't sit there and say that's a questionable that's a questionable decision and, and saying that he t- he strategically made a decision it, and and when he explained it it was sound reasoning he wanted to have the ball last when when it was first point score or first point scored win the game like that that mean it's pretty simple to me I don't I don't even feel what. Why does he need to justify the decision? Like, and that's crazy because Kyle Shanahan, as you mentioned, and his staff, like they're they're some of the brightest minds in the game. So to to be questioning that, it's like, all right, people question Dan Campbell for not taking the field goals. They're probably right, but in the end, like that's what Dan Campbell wanted to do. And and I, I don't understand now why there's so much. It's like seemingly so much like scrutiny on. What decision a coach is making in terms of certain situations? If that coach is going to make the situation, that's what he's getting paid to do—is to make the situation or make the call in the situation. That's why it's called situational football. So I, I don't—I don't know what the big stink about it is. So,
1: well, like the Kyle Shannon decision to go for it on fourth down when he did that, and then George Kittle caught it and and they picked up the first down. Like that was—they were in field goal range, tight game. Like right. that, thats a ballsy call. Had he yeah. not made that, he was going to be second-guessed. You don't hear crap about that play because he went for he made bosa, it and if it nick good. bosa
3: stays home if nick bosa stays home they win the game hey cbr man C- yeah cbr cbr, C-B-R. Yeah. cut back boot reverse. or if hey, or steven was there if Fred Warner was out of that position, he would have made the play. You're funny as hell for that. Bro, you <laughs> you've loved guy. on Fred Warner. You love those linebackers. He's dope. He's dope. And he was covering Kittle on that. Uh, hey. Not, not Kelsey. C- he was covering Kelsey B- on that play. R. CBR. CBR. I seen um, that. CBR. I, I still go back to, like, the.
0: I thought the most interesting sequence was the third and four because they had Kansas City on the ropes. The third and four where Trent McDuffie blitzed off the edge, batted the pass down. There's a number of things that <clears throat> again I think it allowed Kansas City to have an opportunity to come back, you know, get the ball back, drive down the field, and be able to kick a field goal to take in the overtime. The first thing was is San Francisco stopped the clock. They voluntarily, by choosing to throw the football in that spot, stopped the clock. So instead of running the football there, which you would assure yourselves the fact that Kansas City had to take a timeout, which means they only would have had one timeout in that instance, probably would have played a result in the ensuing drive. The other thing I would, I would say is if you look at the way San Francisco was running the football in that drive, there was a decent chance that they were going to at least get positive yards out of it.
1: They were picking up six yards a clip, it seemed like, every time was, they gave it, it to McCaffrey. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least three yards. Right. I mean, on that drive earlier in it, you're sitting there going, okay, like they had, a, they had I think he had a three yard gain, a five yard gain. But in the, in the third, fourth quarter, they were having success running the football. Um, you know, I, I believe they had Debo run the football in that spot too, which sometimes they throw in some wrinkles. They have, um, you know, him run the football in, in some of those unique spots. So the fact that, like, with, I think it was what, 245 left, if I'm not mistaken. All right. It was second and five. They threw the ball twice. Now, granted, they completed it um, to Kittle for no gain. It was a great play by Trent McDuffie. But then the ensuing play after the two-minute warning, you know, they end up throwing on third and five clock stop. It took three seconds off the clock. So let's just take a thing. It takes three seconds off the clock, 157, and then Jake Moody ends up kicking the field goal. But you still have, you know, only one timeout with that much time you're working with. I think most people would look at that scenario and say, like everyone else when Mahomes got the ball, they're gonna go down and score. But the reality is, is, you know, Kansas City needed to have that second timeout based on how the next drive went. It wasn't like that next drive was that smooth, especially once they got around midfield. You know, they started having a hard time kind of figuring some stuff out. But um Again, again, hindsight's always 20-20.
1: In real time on the text chain, we were texting during that drive, the, the yeah. San Fran's final drive in regulation. Well, like,
0: oh, San Fran's going to win this. Yeah,
1: they're going to bleed the clock out. They're going to get a yeah. first down and bleed the clock out. And then that sort of changed everything. They basically gave Patrick Mahomes two opportunities after settle, you know, settling for field goals to go down and win the game. Yeah, like it's just, uh, and that's why when people are having the discussion about what cost the Forty ers the game, I know it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like, like, I mean, we, we can get buried in the weeds with should he done this, the analytics, the all that. Man, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like
3: it was Nick Bosa. It was Nick Bosa. C B R. It was the it was the muff punt.
2: P. That's what costed him.
3: R. Yeah. yeah. What's PBR? wrong with you, man? <laughs> PBR. Damn. Q did look at his tape. Just, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's all right. He's talking I'm about everything head. playing out in real real time. You
1: know. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, yeah, all all right. um, it yeah. is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. CBR. <laughs> yep.
3: CBR. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, all right. So uh, we are going to have the usuals coming up later on. we got another edition of In Case You Missed It. We've also got Brady's favorite segment, Would You Rather. That'll be coming oh, up man. in hour or two of the program. We'll close up shop with you and so you out. You it's all relate. yours here from the TireRack.com studios. As Again, we take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Lead Eastern Time, 6 o'clock here. Pacific. But coming up next here, somebody was a big, fat loser in the Super Bowl. And we're not even talking about the 49ers. We'll have that discussion for you right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
3: All happening in only one place, this league uncut.
2: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
1: Oh yeah,
3: you know who that is? <laughs> Come on, of course. Who is it? Um, Lil Daquil. Is that really a rapper? I don't know. Oh, not if you would have sure. said, said Big Daquil, I would have thought that <laughs> you really knew and was being funny, <laughs> right? That's little big boy, man. L-
1: little tire rack. That's, that's, that's I call big boy. Him. Big boy. Yeah. From Outcast. gas. You know? And that's uh, B-O-I, right? Yeah. See, I know is. my stuff. Okay. Come on, man. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on hey Fox Sports up. Radio. Yo. Hey <laughs> <up. laughs> uh, coming up, in uh, we will call it. Yeah, we'll call it about twenty minutes from now from these tirerack. dot com studios. Uh, we are going to have ourselves a uh, a discussion about. You know, some some positive results from the Super Bowl and Super Bowl You know po- Positive results from Super Bowl 58 uh, if you are people that have a lot of money invested into it. So that'll be yours here again coming up a little over 20 minutes from now here on FSR. Um, I think it's – and this, this actually bothers me a lot, what's happening here. You know, there's some people who got – who had a really rough day hmm. on Sunday. Hmm. And it's a lot of the sports books in Las Vegas – and I think it's I think it's terrible that anybody would celebrate the demise of these sports books in Las Vegas and be happy for the public because I Are they
0: going out of business? Listen, is that what you said?
1: I'm on the side of the sports books here. They put in their time, they put in their effort, and all these Johnny come lately's blow through town and they wow. throw a bunch of money on the Chiefs getting plus money, and next thing you know they gotta celebrate and dance on some graves. Not me, I'm siding with the sports Damn. books here. It's mm-hmm. disgusting what you guys are doing. Damn <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, Well, can you explain what happened, Jonas? Well, the sportsbooks lost a significant amount of money because they were on the side of the Niners. That was the mm-hmm. feeling. We talked about it last week. That was the feeling in, in Vegas that the Niners was the right play. And then the public came in and said, "No, we'll take Patrick Mahomes and those two points, depending on where you were shopping at." And next thing you know, the overtime result was what it was. They were concerned once it went to overtime because then you, the reality was Patrick Mahomes needs a touchdown drive to win the game. And there we are, the public celebrating while the the poor sports books who have been struggling for many years to try and get some revenue in that town have to deal with another loss while everybody else <laughs> celebrates the demise. It's a shame. Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
3: Oh, that's a good take.
1: I've picked hey. the
2: side
3: here.
1: That's yeah. the side I'm on. Now, it has nothing they to do with. They definitely
3: took our money on uh, <laughs> Thursday.
1: Well, it's good. Yeah. it's got nothing can to do we, with the fact. Can we go back through that, the fact yeah. that, LeVar, you
3: never left? You never went outside for five days? No. Other, so, other than going to the Golden Stair. So once you walked Stair. back into the hotel for yep. the Golden Steer, you never went
0: never outside? Never left.
3: Never left. Nope, Damn. never left. Yeah, That's you know gross. I, have, I have like weird anxieties, bro. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. When you talked about trying to get back in, and then they did, oh, this and then they shut that off, and then they said this, and I, I get real weird anxiety, man. So Out of i there. like, I, I avoid it. You know what's weird about that?
0: And so, for people who didn't hear this, like I was, I pulled up to the hotel, and I was stuck in the line to park. Like they had down the parking garage was shut down that it didn't say anything like they had, you know, as far as like the registration and drop off, all that was still flowing. I didn't know what was going on, but it was gridlocked. Like as you wind up Mandalay Bay to take your car up, it was, nothing was moving. I probably took me 45 minutes to wind up that place just to be able to drop the car off. I remember sitting there thinking to myself, like you can't move. If something happened, like I would have to get out of my car and run or do something <laughs> cuz that's the only way you're going to be able to actually move. Like it's completely gridlocked. It's you're, it's wall to wall. There's there's nowhere for you to go.
3: It was it was interesting. I'd be dying a slow death on the inside. Like what? If I, <laughs> you... if I was in that situation, I'd be like dying a slow you, death, man. You would have been the dude who punched the window. No, I wouldn't. Okay. I I, I well, would have. I, I mean, I'm not I saying not. you get hostile. I'm not yeah, saying you get hostile. I don't. I do not. Yeah, you don't I want do, to get dealt in not. out there. All I'm yeah. saying is all I'm saying is, is that I get tremendous anxiety. You wouldn't know. You guys wouldn't know, other than like if you asked me like a question or something like that, I might answer your question in a very anxious uh, demeanor.
1: Here, here's okay. a- but
3: you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know I was going through it.
1: See, but I can understand if we were off the strip and there wasn't a lot of things within close proximity. Like Brady dealt with a little bit of traffic, but. At the Mandalay Bay, <laughs> it's connected to the Luxor, which is connected to Excalibur, which rounds mm-hmm. around. And yeah, you could have
0: Luxor or Excalibur, you know, man. I you could have bounced, bounced around. Could have bounced around to the Luxor, or the Excalibur. Hey, hey, Lebar, you didn't go hey to me, any of
1: those. Hey, let
3: me tell you something. Stick you could have smoked some cigarettes there at the Excalibur. Hey, a I of, smoked my cigars. I hey, smoked cigars in the in, uh, Mandalay. Lavar,
1: a couple of lung darts at Thunder from down under.
3: Yeah, it was a man. long way, baby. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> man. I just didn't leave. Right over at Excalibur. That's how
0: you're i night. sat i
3: sat i mean with
1: a blindfold
3: on a, yeah i know yeah <laughs> dang you know it's funny does sam ever Smoke give up, you a hard
0: Johnny. time does sam ever give you a hard time saying stuff like that <laughs> no
1: no i don't believe god so.
2: hmm.
0: how do you get away with that that's that's, that's what i want to know
2: hmm. broadcast cigar, professional cigar or lettuce cigar you know just, a,
1: lettuce. just um, broadcast professional yeah,
2: you know I, um, what I got for Christmas this year? I got a carton of cigarettes. The old man grabbed me and said, "Hey, smoke up, Johnny." That was Le- that was
1: LeBar
3: at the Luxor. Man, I um I sat at <laughs> Citizens. Is that the name of the place? Was was that where we yeah. had lunch? <clears throat> Citizens, Citizens. I sat there for at least from twelve thirty <laughs> until <laughs> eight eight thirty.
1: Which is a when I went to bed. Which is one of the wild feats that was accomplished that week. Eight
3: hours. I I sat (laughs) chillin'. I sat there and chilled. I ate breakfast there. People watched, ate lunch. People watched, and then went to bed. Yeah. Out of there out of there (laughs) and was just as happy as a clam being able to people watch i mean you see some of the wildest things when you just sit in one space and observe like people's behaviors it's just their tendencies it's crazy some people didn't just they just didn't know where they were going like you see them they walk by then they come back go go the other way and then they go the other way and then they go the other way and it's like i wonder where they are in life like what direction are they in they don't even know what direction they're walking in you right never now. think they're on drugs i mean That's they could my go-to they could have been they were holding hands they were together i mean so they was in it together that that those two in particular i just you just watch certain things how people interact um you know this one dude had a very very uh orchestrated walk you could tell he practiced his walk um huh and it was i mean it was it was an intricate walk the way he was walking man like i don't know how he does it i don't don't know how he did it but it was just like i just people watch so and that might be creepy but that's just kind of like i enjoy people watching like that's one of my best pastimes
1: was that the day you got mad because i didn't want to sit down and eat there again yeah yeah.
3: saw jonas walking walk by one way, and then well, I, I saw you coming back from where I was walking from, but then you came from which I don't know. How did you come from that opposite direction to come back in? Like, I don't remember? Yeah, you came from like where the parking lot was. Oh, I think yeah,
1: because we went to the NFL Experience afterwards. Okay, and then, and then okay. came back around uh, to check that out, and then I had no idea that you were still posted up there. Yeah, you thought <laughs> you that was were impressive. Pretty-
3: he thought was he was free and clear. He thought he was free and clear of me. Uh, Q. And then I tell you know like come have a drink with me. Like come sit down. Like oh, I did with you and Lee. And he's like, and well, me and my friend, we want to go eat somewhere else. I we're going to go to this listen, other place, and that's where we're going to go.
0: You probably want somewhere crappy too. Where'd you end up going? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to air the place out, but it was not great. Yeah. I mean, was yeah. not- you've
0: never you've never liked anywhere you've ever been for dinner. That's ever. not
3: true.
1: Well, and man.
0: then they I,
3: held hands and walked away and
0: the,
1: then I
3: realized what the, was going
0: the on. The dinners so at Sunset so
1: Terrace okay or something, I got to tell you. But, I, you know, the the place that we ate was not great. It just wasn't wasn't a great spot. <laughs> well, but- And
3: the food is good where I was sitting. So, you know, oh, oh well, yeah, you did not want to hang with me. It's fine. It's like no. all on y'all terms. You know what I mean? Lee DeLap hung out with me at least several times yep. during the course. Lee does of the hang, course. man. Lee does hang. The FC he um, does. I was falling out in that sport, sports book. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to kick up, lay down, and I knew they were going to come because you're not allowed to sleep in sports books. I, I knew they were going to come get me, but I was I was fighting, man. I was fighting it. It was it was, it was upon me. Twilight was upon me. The Sandman was sprinkling on me. It, was, it wasn't It was good. But but you know what? Every time I fall out, come back up, Lee was right there smiling like, yeah. you good? <laughs> you good, L.A.? You good? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, he calls you L.A.? I think he called me L.A. Didn't you call me L.A.? That's how I heard it. I think it was L.A. I thought uh, he was you VAR. VAR is my go-to. VAR, VAR. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, in my mind, I heard L.A. I don't know. I was tired. I'm sleepy. You know? My recollection of what he may have said and how he said it, all I knew was there was love and, and care in his voice when he said it. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just I glad we went
0: off with all the uh, all the nerds to begin the show. Yeah. plenty about Kyle Shanahan's decision making. Yeah. Like all the nerds. Yeah. Who now want to pipe in their hot take. Yeah, listen. Tell me how you feel about the halftime show too, you know. give, give me give yeah. me all your
3: takes on that. I wish I could have like I I was like I put it out there I thought it would have been a better show if it was Chris Brown because everybody compares oh, Chris geez. Brown and and uh, Usher oh, and so many people Man, were upset with me. compares Chris Brown and Usher? Yeah, because they're like I dancing mean, singers. Nah, I, think, I don't think I've ever compared the two. Yeah. Well, well, historically speaking, because they're like dancing singers. Like Usher was considered to be a really really good dancer. Why, why couldn't and it singer. be?
1: Why couldn't it be Justin Timberlake? Why is it always because he doesn't
3: dance as okay. well? as I think I know what's two. going oh, on. Wow! Here. I mean, yeah. that's, some would disagree with that. No, nah, yeah. if you would have said Vanilla Ice, that's different. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I mean Sam, Vanilla Ice had a little bit of Sam, moves on him. Sam, you see, what, Bro, you you see what's happening? Vanilla Ice can't here, dance right? like Justin at all. At all. Yeah. He can't dance at all. Oh, that's um, messed up. But but that's Justin right, Timberlake. Hey, Justin Timberlake can't dance like like Usher and and Chris Brown, hey, hey, especially Chris Brown. Brady, l- 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 let
1: have that. the halftime show. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP. There you go. Right. Duke won it. Up top. Yeah, big
3: time. Duke won it. That's one it for us. It is what it is. It. Duke won it. That's one for us. <laughs> that's so messed up. <laughs> Duke won. That's one brand UNLV oh, lost. Yeah. I mean, but you couldn't say that about, like, that was more, you know, like San Francisco, you couldn't do that. Baltimore, you could, you know. Ryan Clark told y'all, you know. Ryan Tark- uh, Clark told everybody. Did he? You know. He it, I don't things. know what he says. But yeah. so what was San Francisco in this instance? That's, That's why I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They were Kentucky.
1: Oh, a little bit of everything? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they had a jamal Mashburn, but right. you know they, they they had you know
1: they also had a travis they, ford there you go yeah, it's, it's, kentucky. Yeah. it's kentucky yeah i hear you you know yeah it's kentucky that makes so. sense
3: Yeah, it's Kentucky. I'll tell you what. Kentucky versus Duke. Who won that one? Didn't they play in the championship
1: one year? They played a lot of times. Yeah, that's what I thought. Greatest college basketball game of all time, 1992. I believe it was the Elite Eight, and it was Duke-Kentucky, Hill to Leitner, And that was at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. I remember that back in the day.
3: That's what this game game. was. That's what this one was. The
1: shot. Yeah. The
3: shot. The shot. That was the shot. Why do people think about, like Christian think about this Laker way too. so much?
0: Remember, like they used to score so much. Like college basketball games, you don't see as, as high of scoring as it was back then.
3: Hmm.
0: Now, granted, that one went into overtime, but still, I mean, it, it went up into the hundreds into overtime. Like I, I feel like you're talking about what thirty years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I mean, I, I don't know. It was just weird to think that because in today's game, you see that much scoring. You go, well, they shoot a lot of threes. So it, it makes a little more sense. The point value is a little higher. But back then, I, I feel like I don't remember seeing you know, as high of scoring See, it, totals. It
1: seemed like if you wanted to get to the basket, yeah, you could. Not a problem. Like, you yeah. get there, then they're going to do the same thing on the other end. And uh, that's why, I mean, look, uh, when UNLV beat Duke in the final, they, they were over 100. I mean, they, I think the final score was 103.73. Again, like, that game didn't go to overtime. They were just running it up on Duke in that spot. But, you know, and listen, it is college basketball season, so we've got plenty of college basketball to talk about. And and if we are going to talk about college basketball, especially during the tournament or as we lead up to the tournament or talk about any of this fun stuff, I mean, we've got to do it with some Popeyes because this past Sunday, Popeyes fans all over the world finally got to experience the perfect pairing of Popeyes commercial during the big game about their new lineup of Crispy on the outside juicy on the inside wings order any of their five delicious flavors today it is two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio and coming up in another edition of in case you missed it we'll tell you who did have a good day besides the chiefs at super bowl 58 it's right here on fsr
2: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash (laughs) with Amex.
3: That's Chris Brown. You know, a lot of people don't like Chris Brown after that Rihanna stuff, you know. Nah. Uh, They don't like him.
1: Can't imagine why.
3: Super talented dude, though. Dave, I mean, people. What, what was the uh, the Rihanna stuff? Oh, uh, it was it was a fight. They fought. Yeah. I mean, people may say he beat her. But, what was but, the argument about? Um, I don't know, Q. Well, come on, VAR. I don't know the play-by-play of it. I just know that there was biting, hollering, screaming, punching, elbowing. Um, there was an MMA bout that took place in, in the vehicle. Damn. Yeah. And a lot of people never forgave him for um, the way she looked after they
1: was done banging. You know um – um we should do something where Levar breaks down some of the pop culture issues that are going. I was just on. gonna
0: say, like, I, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff, so I don't. That's why I'm completely ignorant to it. We'll call mm-hmm. the Var Report.
3: Yeah, and he, oh, okay. uh, he kind of breaks down. It gives an update of like what's happening in the world of pop culture. You're not going to put me in that box. Why not? Listen what to the way mean? I speak. I don't. I don't belong in that box. I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, what do what you exactly, mean? What exactly? What box. exactly? What exactly do you mean by it's, it's saying I be breaking down cultural uh, things that are going on? Like I pay attention to the Wall Street Journal and, and the New York Times, uh, you know, the Washington Post, you know, I, I do those things. I just had to open up in uh, a lot of uh, publications that I wrote about small businesses and how they're impacted today. You know, oh, that's days, fantastic, Johnson. Thank you. The days following what takes place <laughs> on the Super Bowl. What do you mean? Talk about pop culture? You know? Jeez, come on. Well, I'm dignified. I'm not pop. I thought. I thought. The, I thought maybe you knew more to the story. That's that's all I'm asking. I mean, there is more to the story, I I would assume. Yeah. And I probably do know some of it, but I'm not going to do it. Too controversial. (laughs) You know, pass it on, as they would say. Pass it on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let somebody
1: else do it. Gift that keeps on giving. Whoa. Jeez. It is uh, two Can't
3: pros and a cup wow, of joe here it, on Fox wow. Sports Radio. Some would say that's different. Uh, in a different line right LaVar
1: there. Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Uh, by the way, top of next hour, believe it or not, somebody could be closer to what was once thought impossible in the NFL than you actually realize. We'll tell you why that is, again, coming up here a little over 10 minutes from now. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, though, we do want to let you know that shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. So if you've missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. You search Two Pros wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the pod. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcasts. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air.
2: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed
1: it. And for that we turn it over to our executive producer Lee Delap.
2: Good morning everybody. Good morning Jonas. Good morning Brady. Good morning Lavar. Good morning. Guys, in case you missed it, we officially have history. According to Nielsen Radio. Hey, Lee. (laughs) Guys, it is official that the Super Bowl was the most watched. Hey, Brady. Hey, Was the most watched telecast in history. Super Bowl 58 is the most watched telecast ever with a total audience of 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. CBS leading the way with 120 million, uh, the largest audience in history for a single network. It is also the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a record-setting audience on Paramount+. And more than 200 million viewers, 202.4, watched all or part of the Super Bowl across all networks, the highest unduplicated total audience in history, and up 10% versus last year's Super Bowl.
1: Now, Brady, do they uh, count—because I know we talked about this before—businesses, restaurants, bars, is that— The hotels okay. That's all
2: part of
0: it. That's all part of it now. Okay. I mean, at some point, we're not going to have a Super Bowl. Today. It's the great, most watched, the highest of all. I mean, it, everything just seems like it kind of placates towards that. But I don't know. There will be a plateau one day. I, I guess it's not today. It's probably not going to be next year either.
1: Yeah, I know my brother was saying at their place, to the gills, I mean, every table, every spot in the place was filled. So I wondered uh, if they were starting to factor those numbers in. They now, factored so.
0: in. I mean They have to, right? Because if you think about it, so Nielsen ratings, right, which provides the data and the ratings behind what TV networks, even streaming platforms, are going to be using to justify why an advertiser should pay for their services. Like, even if you're on on a streaming service that you pay a subscription to, they're eventually going to have some sort of advertising model, right? Like, you pay an additional fee not to have the advertising, which offsets that potential income they could have. Or you say, I'm going to sign up, pay my normal subscription at a lower rate, but I'm going to watch ads. Like, there's value in that. And so in order for, I think, these TV networks to look at Nielsen and say, well, you guys have to have – like a legit rating system that really gives us the true I- idea of what the reach is, you know, you have to be able to, you know, come up with a system that's more accurate. And that's what they've done over the past couple of years or few years. And it's now led to, all right, now the ratings are as big as ever. It's like, well, yeah, of course. Like they've included businesses, hotels, everything else that's coming along with this.
1: Yeah. Tony Romo's a draw, knew it.
0: You know what I was thinking out. is, if, if Kansas City makes it next year, because they'd be the first to 3 Pete, wouldn't you think that would, like, it's not the biggest market, but because they've been, they're have been, they a dynasty, because they've been so great, like, it almost feels like if Kansas City makes it, whoever they play against, everyone would want to watch to see if they could be
3: taken down, oh, right? Yeah, or if they're going to win it. 100%. It's more being taken down, though. 100%. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, at this point people want to see him lose. It's the old Floyd Mayweather. Do you, you a lot want to of see the bot lose to see him lose? I want to see him make it back. I would love to see them but make it back. But do you want to see them lose, if, if I'm being honest, no because if they win another one then it's that you the the conversation continues to build. It's more interesting to me to see if Patrick Mahomes can actually eclipse Tom Brady. Yeah, Which I would now, have never thought in a lifetime that would be doable. What if San Francisco gets back
0: against Kansas City? Are you going to be rooting for San Francisco and hoping that the DNs can get it done this time and Fred Warner can get it done this time?
3: I would love to see Fred Warner get a Super Bowl and get Super Bowl MVP. Yes. What about Chase Young? Oh, yeah. Uh, he probably won't make the trip. <laughs> Just guessing. He might hey, not make the trip.
1: Hey, Leah, didn't somebody else have a uh, good day in Vegas on uh, Sunday? Yeah,
2: congratulations to Usher and his longtime girlfriend, Jennifer, who reportedly got married on Sunday, Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Was, it, was it Elvis?
1: What a, a cheapskate. Was At it what, Elvis? Uh, <laughs>
2: not the Little white chapel, but another quick wedding spot, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Hey. Oh, 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 all right.